Alex Chalios joins us uh, from The Big Smoke every Friday, thebigsmoke.com.au. Hello, Alex. Good morning. How are you? Not bad. Beautiful morning in Sydney town today. Yeah, it's lovely. Have you taken the pugs for a picnic yet? Do you have a pug picnic? (laughs) We go pug walks on the beach, but I'm I'm more a winter girl. What? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Why scientists are saying this shade of white paint could eliminate the need for air conditioners in your home? What? White paint replacing air conditioners? What if it's 35 degrees? Yeah, so this is a paint that's so white that it could reduce or even eliminate the need for air conditioning. Scientists are saying that this is basically a the breaking of a world record. It's already made it into the Guinness World Records for the right. whitest shade. Mm-hmm. And basically the idea behind it is that the paint reflects 98.1% of solar radiation while also emitting infrared heat. And so because it absorbs less heat from the sun than it, than it emits, it actually then cools around the surface in the local surrounding areas without consuming power. They're also saying it can cover a roof area of 1,000 square feet and it results in a cooling power of around 10 kilowatts. Wow. Okay, interesting. Uh, Alex, tell me why more people are starting to say they thought their phone was vibrating only to find no call came through. Is it? Is there such a thing as a what? So basically, you know, you've heard of FOMO, so fear of missing out. People talk yes. about that. This is called phantom vibration syndrome. Oh. It's basically a um, evidence of the fact that we're so connected to our phones that 90% of people in a particular survey mm. said that they sometimes felt the phantom phone sensation. So they thought that, for example, it was ringing, they vibrated, they thought they heard the ding, and 40% said it, said it happened around once a week. So it's not a bad thing, but it's evidence of the fact that we're so connected. It's the same, it's the same line of um, research as knowing the impact of our phones on, our, on the dopamine hit yes. that we get from it. Okay. So we, we, you know, we're premeditating that activity with our phones. Yeah, uh, phantom vibration syndrome. Saddened, yeah, it's like a hallucination. Hallucination, yeah. Are you sure you're not making this up? 100% sure I'm not making it up. Google it. All right. How do you know if you are really eligible to receive a COVID exemption? What does the law say? So a lot of people are saying that they're not going to get the... I've heard this quite a lot on social media, particularly saying they're not going to get um, a vaccine because they're exempt, medical exemption. Uh, It's actually quite complicated. So all vaccines that have serious adverse reaction, for example, you know, it's, it's complicated. It's based on your particular biology. So it's not often a black and white situation where all the vaccines will react badly with you. So in medical, in practical terms, it's extremely difficult for a person to establish that any previous adverse reactions to a drug resulted from the ingredients that are currently containing COVID-19 vaccines. So, you know, doctors have been directed by the Medical Board of Australia to be very careful because they risk disciplinary action for undermining the national vaccination program. So it's not going to be as simple as you're not comfortable getting it. You think you've had a a reaction to something else in the past. Sure, you're exempt. It actually does take quite a lot of complexities around understanding your biology and your response to certain components that are in the vaccine. All right. uh, The word hello, uh, it's been around forever, hasn't it not? So the word hello was actually first published in um, the Oxford Dictionary yeah. in 1827. Forever. And, yeah, and prior to that, people would say things like ahoy and also <laughs> hail. So you would hear, for example, in the Middle Ages and Shakespearean times, hail to your grace or, you know, hail Caesar, for example. Oh, yes. um, the word hello was also in the early 1800s used mostly as part of a longer sentence. 
So hello, dear sir. You know, you didn't just say hello. Oh. So it's actually a, a, a word that's not so common in terms of our historical um, you know, references. And it's only really been around since the early 1800s. Ahoy there, matey. Yeah, hail. Hail, Marcus Paul. All right. Uh, <laughs> our listening to Mozart has become a crucial component in treating epilepsy. This is interesting. Yeah, I love this research. So uh, essentially we know the impact of music on our brains. We also know that, for example, certain compositions have been used to, you know, um, you know, provoke people who are in comas yeah. or work alongside people who are suffering from dementia and Alzheimer's. Sure. This is actually a study that was done, though, where it alleviated certain epileptic brain activity functions, specifically when listening to Mozart's compositions. Wow. So it was the only musical arrangement that was actually known to produce a particular effect um, that was therapeutic to those who suffer from epilepsy. So um, so this journal has come out around the findings. Mm. Um, they're saying that they might be able to replicate the composition with other musical stimuli, and, yeah. um, and it's another step forward to understanding how music impacts neural activity. Oh, I love it. All right, tell me, where do we go to read about this and other fascinating insights uh, about uh, the news? Yeah, thebigsmoke.com.au. Of course we do. Thank you, Alex. Thank you.